0: Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. would have been crazy.
1: This one is called the Pants. Take eight.
0: Yoga.
2: Woo! Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio.
0: Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Thank goodness. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios
1: in beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Oh, wow. Let's see here. Indy, what do we got on the board today? Did you get it yeah, right? What's up? Funniest thing with imagination and understanding. I've been going through the 12 powers, if you guys have been noticing. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Yep. Brilliant. It's turned into a little metaphysical uh, affirmation of good things for the show. So thank you for that. Yeah, and, yeah it uh, has.
0: It went from spaghetti and meatballs to imagination and
1: understanding. Big improvement. <laughs> yeah, thank you for all you're doing. And if you are, you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> check it out on YouTube. Funniest thing with Daryl and Ed. If you are, check us out at podcast apps, any of them, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and such.
0: If you're listening yeah. just on the audio portion, we got to thank Jeff Comfort. Because each week, he takes us
1: right into the comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. This week's show is called Let There Be Fun. Yes. with Our good friend, the magnificent Marty Thurman. So look above and beyond any limiting thoughts. If all that the Father has is yours, there's no need for skimping. He who who has a bountiful eye will be blessed. Maintain a generous attitude and enjoy your unlimited inheritance. Premeditated obstacles disappear when we remember to let there be fun. (sighs) Ah. People leave that out of the Bible when God said, let there be fun. Well, that's what he meant by let there be light. He didn't say let
0: there be heavy, let there be dark.
1: That's what Jesus said, too. He said, look, they sent John the Baptist, and he was singing like a dirge, and you killed him. And now I'm came to get get you to celebrate, and look what you're doing to me. (laughs) 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 On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage each other and listeners to baptize everything as fun. Do this, and you will... Enjoy unexpected blessings. And during the second segment, the magnificent Marty Thurman, who led us in with an amazing prayer before the show, expands our fun zone with today's reading, There Are No Obstacles.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. Yep. Because of unexpected blessings, maybe I should just read the short Oath of Manifestation. Yeah, read that. And I was thinking, too, about then
1: sharing, like, the experience of how this title came about. Yes. Because it all goes together. Because I've been using that a lot. And
0: then you'll read that, too. Perfect.
1: And that is from the Reverend Cheryl Ward from Agape Spiritual Center, no less the Oath of Manifestation.
0: Ed loves that. That's where we met, for crying out loud. I know. It's a dirty little secret. Okay. So, uh, actually... Two people threw this into our laps. Nancy and Kathy? Nancy Norman during her Prosperity Uh Workshop. And then Kathy Norman, who's giving a no-kidding spiritual master class. Awesome. Also recommended reading this. There's
1: one word in there, and he's going to read it, that changes... Why it's so important for me, or why it's so valuable when I read? I've been reading it yes. lately because I've been making it a point to read it at least once a day. So yeah, go ahead and read it.
0: So just for those of you who are listening or watching, um, you could find this oath anywhere online. Just type in the Oath of Manifestation, and boom, it'll come up. And I like what Kathy did because the one there's a couple variations online, but Kathy. Just left out, it gets a little verbose, like the second half. And I like how Kathy just gives us the meat and potatoes of it. Oh, is this an abridged version? An abridged version. If you want this version, send us an email and we will uh, send it to you happily. Okay, so here we go. And this is something I've added to my morning routine. Nice. You can do it anytime during the day. We can drop it into the description as well. That's what we'll do on YouTube, but if you're listening on
1: it. Yeah, even on the podcast description at least. I can Okay, it in there we'll, we'll
0: drop it on there for you so you just copy and paste it. All right, here it is. So this is something you do every morning. I recommend it. And, man, it really kicks your brain upstairs and opens your mind. I am God's rich child. Therefore, I accept and receive unexpected good unexpected money, unexpected love, unexpected kindness, unexpected generosity, unexpected offers, unexpected prosperity coming in unexpected ways from unexpected places in my life and the life of others. I am constantly guided and boldly empowered. I like to use the word motivated there because it helps me yeah. move okay. forward like with the guidance. Mm-hmm. I am constantly guided and boldly empowered to receive the lavish abundance of the universe. I accept the principle that abundance and prosperity have already been given to me. My acceptance makes it real and opens the space for manifestation to rush in. I open wide the doors of my consciousness to receive and to give. It is done now. Thank you, God. And for myself, I wrote in Mm -hmm. just to reinforce this so it doesn't turn into like, oh, no, I'm not really mentally thinking about getting unexpected things. I throw that out the window by wrapping this up with, when I pray, it is God who goes to work, so my own limitations don't matter. That's
1: great. I love that. Yep. That goes along with why I love the word unexpected in that. I love that. Me too. Because sometimes my own consciousness is not in a place of joyous expectation. And I can like kind of feel like, uh, how am I going to tap into God if my mind, my own subconscious mind is so full of dread? But I keep working on it, blessing, using all the tools, doing the morning routine. But then I read that, and it just reminds me that it, whether I expect it or not, it's going to arrive. And that actually tricks me into starting to expect it. So it's, it, you know what I'm saying, like somehow me reading that lets that scared part off the hook. And then all of a sudden I start expecting good, and what do you know? It happens. Another thing that Nancy Norman recommended, or Kathy Norman, excuse me, recommended, at least that's what Stephen Tom Thorpe said, because I wasn't at the class, was to, draw your good right draw the Which outcome what, you desire Draw the outcome you desire daryl's been doing that his whole life he loves drawing pictures in his journal i've had this journal myself that i mentioned i found on the street when i was looking for a journal. um because one of the are we got a guest coming up may do you know her last name may she came through kathy norman mccarthy as well. may mccarthy and she recommended writing a thank you note to god to yourself for the stuff that are good already happened and the stuff that's gonna happen. So I've been doing that. Now I've added like drawing pictures. Like my pictures are not. Um,
0: they could be, no, it's just it's stick just figures. Yeah. It doesn't have to be elaborate drawing stick figures because what happens is when we're drawing mm-hmm. all our focus, we don't have to try to strain our focus or will ourselves to imagine the good. When we start drawing, all our focus goes into the picturing power of what we desire yes. naturally. So it's not like activating your will. It actually and and you really get the feeling, that magnetic feeling of expectancy. Yes. Without trying to, oh, I'm not thinking positive enough for myself. I'm gonna ruin it. No, no, right. no, you can't ruin it. Yeah. And drawing helps you get out of that bad habit of thinking you're gonna ruin it. Not only that, because that is exactly
1: right, but uh, Jimmy Indy r- tapped into the show because he does not even like, knowing it.
0: He yeah. does look like Jimmy, little Jimmy Osmond. Right?
1: Oh, do I? You look like one of the Osmonds, you handsome little devil. But, <laughs> see, Fillmore is speaking through you about this show, because you put in imagination and understanding on your whiteboard. And so, this, what you just said, and you being you, kind of just turned me on to, because I was telling my son... I'm not really good, like, just, I was never good when they came to school and they're going to give you a little test and you're going to figure out what you're going to do with your life. Or if I even went to a psychologist and they gave me like a checklist, because oh, this, this happened yesterday? killed no. me. I felt even worse. I thought it was like a test. <laughs> I'm trying to like get the right me. answer. I have to tap into my creativity and the reason I brought up Indy is my imagination. Because... The imagination is what is creating a nightmare when we're having when we're when I'm having a bad day when I'm reliving the past. My imagination is so by drawing it, I'm taking that tool, yes, and now I'm including my imagination in a positive way. I gain greater understanding, I feel better, yeah, and the feeling is what gets it done, and I'm having fun, yes, so the how like the title came because I woke up and I'm just. My mind is purging a lot of bad feeling, old stuff. Because I'm stepping up boldly. I'm looking at things through a new lens. I've been reading "God Will See You Through" by Mary Lee every day, choosing one chapter, using that affirmation as my day. And the day before, I came up with the title "Let There Be Fun," or, or it came through me. I read. I'll read just a little bit. Yeah, of this, this chapter. is great. It's called "Sing a New Song." Yeah, and that really hit home for me because I like to sing and play songs, and I know the difference between how playing one song makes me feel and how playing another song makes me feel. And the you know, and Daryl's really been a huge because Daryl loves feel good art. I just realized I watched a video of you doing talking about your what you know the little um we people or whatever they're called uh, when you're oh. with molly barnes
0: oh yeah that's from like a thousand yeah. years ago But what
1: i realized is like you went through all these different phases of doing all this different kind of art and you've come to this full circle realization. i feel like you've you're so clear that you only want to create art that feels good yes you know and you don't want to be because the way consciousness works when i used to sing songs about stuff that feel bad every day and i i And I knew this at a certain point, but I felt stuck in it. But so I kept every day. Like it's not surprising to me that certain singers have mental health issues, and some have even taken their own lives. Because every day they're being cheered on by thousands of people to relive anguish, painful memories. Like I don't envy anyone who that's their job is to keep reliving that for other people. Yeah, and it. I know it's a blessing. I'm not. It's not a judgment, but. Having been a singer myself and realizing, like, I can't keep doing this or I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm going to kill myself if I keep doing, having yes. to get out in front of people and relive these painful things. And, and it sent me, that was part of what sent me on this journey to where I am now. But so this chap, so I, because I've been, my whole life has been learning to sing a new song. So she says, no matter what has occurred before, this is Mary Cup for lee no matter what has occurred before, this is a new day a new hour, and a new moment. You can take hold of joy on the wings of prayer. Find yourself lifted into lightness, peace, and courage. You are a child of the living God, meant to express happiness, meant to radiate beauty and serenity as bright and lovely as the rays of the morning sun, meant to embody the music and harmony of the universe. Joy is your gift from God, and it is not dependent on what has occurred ten years ago, a month ago, yesterday, or last night. Joy belongs to you, whether you know it or not. It's yours now to discover, to use, to exercise, and to bring into expression. I will sing a new song today. As you repeat these words quietly, as you speak them aloud, you will find fresh courage rising within you and newness of hope stirring within you. And I'll just say this. I used it for a whole day because I had to go to work. And it's been like one of these kind of dark periods where there's like a lot of meetings, a lot of stuff that's triggering these fears and overwhelm. But I was just like, I'm just going to approach this in a new way. Like everything I'm doing and saying is just the song I'm singing and I'm going to sing a total same situation, but a new song today. And I had a totally different day. And the next day I woke up in this kind of like nightmarish, bad feeling. I mean, in my past I've had debilitating anxiety and depression. That's kind of where I've come from, but I've, also had this faith in me. I was raised Catholic, and these teachings, that I mean, that saved my soul because it gave me this burning hope that there was an answer, and that's how I ended up meeting you. That's how I ended up getting into this practical Christianity, practical spirituality. So I woke up, and this old thinking came through, and I was feeling, in this way of thinking, Daryl calls it scheming. My mind was like, There's a thousand scenarios and I was trying to figure, like, I wasn't doing this consciously. It was just almost like all all those thoughts just had momentum. They were just going, trying to figure out this situation, that situation, that person, who's right, who's wrong, money, how am I going to get it? Where is it going to go? What if I, all that. And somehow, I think through Mrs. Mary Cufferly, and I really believe she's on the other side, like cheering me on. I think, like, because I'm reading this book and anyone who's practiced this stuff and who's moved on wants and knows we're into it too, is cheering us on from the other side, I believe. I got this insight as I was meditating. I think I woke up, did my morning routine, and then had like 30 minutes to lay back down. And sometimes that's when I get new insights. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, what if everything is just meant to be fun? What if it's not those scenarios? It's the way I'm thinking about them as if they're life and death, as if it's so serious. But if I'm a child of God and my good is already here... Maybe it's not what's happening, but the way I'm thinking about it, that's, and I said, what if it, this whole thing is supposed to be fun? And I started imagining every, and everything being fun. And I started imagining every scenario from you, Indy, the show, I mean, the school, the meetings. What if I just, all that's meant to be fun. And I was in that like meditative space where this weight lifted off my back and I came out of that house completely renewed and transformed. And that's when I was like, let there be fun. You know, I could hear God like in the Bible, let there be fun. And that's when I texted you. Because the day before, I think I texted you another cup early idea. But I feel like it all led to that idea. Just let there be fun, and Gosh, for the love of God, let there be fun. And so it's been saving my soul.
0: Well, we should do the three breaths now that we've been shouting, let there be fun. Yes. Remember what they are? The past is done. The past is done. Yes. Is it just, yeah, okay. (laughs) I've been saying that so much. I send Ed the same YouTube videos every year because I forgot I sent them to him the previous year.
1: Daryl is the true meaning of be transformed by the renewing of your mind because he literally gets so (laughs) renewed every day that he doesn't remember a darn thing that he sent the day before or two years ago. He's (laughs) like, I found this ventriloquist. She's amazing. And I was I said, you sent me this like three years ago. And I, and I knew, knowing <laughs> you, I was like, do you remember that? And I wasn't like being mean about, it. I was just like tickled. Like, I wonder if he really, remember. he's like, no, I forgot all about that. But yeah. you had the same enthusiasm the last time you sent me that video. So that's part of what makes you uniquely joyful. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath. Ah,
3: <sighs>
0: the past is done. Let there be fun. Ah. The past is done! Let there be fun! Ah The, the past, past is done! done. Let, Let there, there be fun! fun. Ah. Ah.
1: Yes. Hey, can I say that our friend Kirk sent us an AI generated picture, I'm assuming.
0: We gotta put it up for the YouTube. It's Donald Uh, Trump. We'll send it to Indy. He's gonna make sure. So if you're watching this, you're seeing it. If you're not watching it and you're listening to us on the podcast, Mm -hmm. check out the YouTube and you will. See what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, so I'm not as sure what the intention of the person who
0: made it was. It doesn't matter because it, it worked yeah, as a magical meditation.
1: Yeah, because I've had this week where they had a rainbow day at my school where to support the LGBTQ community. And it, it brought up so many different political views, people who didn't come to school, people this and that. And so I was just blessing it because... It really showed me the meaning, the 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 benefit and value of these principles, and why the Unity founders were not involved in like politically based ever, ever,
0: or even even um, seemingly dramatic events throughout the course of history yeah. during the early part of Unity and even the middle of Unity when there was. Depression, yeah. World War I, World War II, you know, pandemics, mm-hmm. polio, all these different things, in addition to politicized things yes. that were happening, they just stuck to, you know, everything passes and love always wins. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everything passes and love always wins. So let's just focus on the love. Yes. And everything else, yeah, so that's seemingly negative will dissolve and dissipate, so I had this like
1: interesting thread of experiences where a cousin of mine who's gay shared with me some of the pain they had been through in it was actually my wife's cousin through their family, like stuff that's come up and what they've like I've never enjoyed people who don't who hate certain types of other people. I just never doesn't. I don't like the way it feels. I'm, I'm an empath. I'm, uh, I was raised to think creatively, at least at school. Like, yeah. I was raised with the teachings of Jesus, so like, I just never liked it. But what I realized from talking to my cousin was, it's even like, I realized the impact of what felt worse to me, how it felt for them. And it just like inspired me to be like, not play along. Not be combative at all, but also not play along like, oh, I agree with you about this or that when it could hurt someone else, right? So well, where it might be more hurtful for someone else, I'm saying. Like for me, it might be uncomfortable. For that other person, it might be telling them they're not welcome or they're a bad person or they're unloved. And so I listened to like, I just took an open heart and an open mind and listened to every single person, whether they came to school because they wanted to be a part, or they stayed home because they didn't feel like it was what they wanted to learn. I just took an open heart and blessed everyone. I got a flag from my room because all I, all this is what I took away is if there's a student in my room who is gay or trans or whatever, however they are experiencing life, or if they're even curious about it, they look at like, they look up there and they go, all right, this guy loves me for who I am. Like, it's not about, tea. I don't teach it. I teach math and I still, I just teach writing, math. But it lets, if there's someone in there who's maybe at home, they're not loved. At least when they come into my room, they can look up there and be like, all right, this guy. Because you know, when, so when the people who are meant to love you don't love you, that can shake your whole world where you think everyone doesn't, right? So those people at least can look up there and go, all right, this guy I'm I'm loved in this space, you know? So I did that. But again, none of this, all this is is I love people. I love everyone, you know. But I realize like not everyone feels that way. And people are looking for answers and they're be given they're given A and B, and neither one is particularly loving. You know, like on the political the political landscape is what I'm trying to say. If we only have that, if we don't have these principles, all right? These principles lead us into situations and I've seen Daryl goes through it every like Daryl will go to situations the last place you think Daryl will be, but you'll end up arm in arm and meet like I ended up meeting the person who led the day, posted a picture with them, because you know what I was like, damn, this person has so much courage to come in and do this. Whether you agree with it or not, this person's playing a ukulele and singing songs in front of a school that they know darn well that half the people even in that school don't necessarily I was so I was just like whoa it was speaking to me about like wow i want to be more like that whatever it is i'm bringing i just want to bring it and so i posted that and i had some interesting a lot of love and triggered one person in a way i didn't know that it would but um all that is to say today we were sent a picture that was ai generated
0: this is well this is something you could do yeah now that we have access to ai yeah with anybody, it's similar to what I was doing when I first learned about praying for the enemy Yes, while we were in the military, praying yes. for the Russians. I mean, it seemed like it was the end of the Cold War then, and it was pretty good for a while. We were getting along, but right. now it seems like we're back in another Cold War <laughs> like with the same players, China and Russia. Right. So... We were taught to visualize, starting with the people we already love. That's how we do it. You start with, okay, guys, ladies and gentlemen, you know, in the group, uh, we have globes to focus on, you know, the globe of the earth, because you get a higher perspective that way. And let's just start sending love to all the people we already love. Yeah. You know, in our family, when we were young and being, growing up and... Our friends and our neighbors, and it starts growing, growing. And then you start growing through the United States. We love everyone in the United States. So we start sending love, and it's like a big wave of light, you know, like a Star Wars beam going through, warming everybody up throughout the US, and they're perking up and they're feeling a little jolt of goodness, which is true. Because when we pray for others, they may not know why they got a little lift, you know, a little kick in their step. But it works. You know, there's no space between spirit, there's no space between mind. Yes. So we would magic going through the United States. Oh, now we're going across the Atlantic. Yes. Oh, our friends in England, we love them, you know, and France and Spain. And now the love is so like momentum, has so much momentum in us that now we go into, uh oh. But now we're going to push it into Russia or these other countries that we're afraid that we see as enemies. But because by that time in the meditation, the feeling of love is so prevalent and we're so dialed into it, we would start imagining our enemies as families with their kids and their their loved ones and start seeing them loving and enjoying each other. And, man, it was a game changer. But it started with the visual. We had to see it first within our own little realm, and then we can move it into the very people that we are not just in our own minds might be feeling a little uncomfortable, but we're actually the news and everything else is making it seem, oh, my God, these people are terrible. They're going to come get us. We're going to end up with a nuclear bomb on our head. We better hate them and eliminate them. No, no, no. This changes that. And the world changes. But the loving image of seeing these people loving their own families deactivates them as being an anonymous entity that scares us that we could just easily think hateful thoughts towards which right. only hurt us that's right me for thinking that so a friend of ours kirk mm-hmm. sent us an ai this morning yes and it was it's done so perfectly
1: it's jog your memory while you're yeah saying
0: that. it's i don't care who you love and who you don't love in this particular moment yeah so just listen to the description and when you see this on the youtube I found it so disarming and something I wish was true because it's so good. And what it is is yeah and for me after having a week of back and forth bringing
1: me into this political sphere yes. which I don't normally dwell in
0: seeing this like healed
1: my heart yeah. like yes.
0: So it's it's four images done perfectly of Trump and Biden As, like, best buds. They're out walking in the woods together. They're uh, cooking something together. Yes. They're um, working on some arts and crafts together. They're hanging out with a cup of coffee and stuff, chatting under a tree. Mm. And it's so well done, and it makes you think, man, if we could just lovingly cooperate with one another. Yeah. Yeah. Not only would America be healed of a lot of discontent and fear and hate um, and separation and divisiveness, but the whole world. So it's an excellent prayer image. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and it's not
1: a, like what's happening now, or at least the way it's being projected, that's the extreme. This is just a healthy way to be. If those two guys who are so similar in background, age, everything about them is so similar. Yeah. The color of their hair almost. Like, <laughs> if they would just do the no, like the, the easy, healthy, yes. human thing. Can you imagine if it, some miracle happened where Trump and Biden called each other and it's like, you know what? This, this is insane. Is- the whole world's looking at us. Let's meet at Starbucks. And tell everyone we're friends and we're going to collaborate. And this is like, if let's overturn the election in a different way. We're, we're both running. You know what I mean? We're changing the whole thing. We want all of our followers to realize that we're all together. Yes. Because it's the truth. It's You know, and when you, when you realize that all the answers for our world are already in the same room. All the time. Yes. They're just pretending they're not. They're, they're, they're egoic. Um, they're disconnected egos and fears, whatever that is. It's just playing a game that... I love what you said about the... the I use that meditation as well because the, you, the, whether we know it or not, we're being handed images that are populating our imagination. Yes. Whether, and if we don't take the time to replace those with loving images, because the one thing I could tell you is what I what I learned at my Rainbow Day was nothing. The people who are afraid of Rainbow Day, they're not teaching that stuff that you think that they're teaching. That it was like, it was so much more level-headed and kind-hearted and so much more love for all. I came away going, wow. All, and this is me. I took. I came away going, all anyone wants and all I want is a world where every mind can be who they want to be and explore. It's not... She, there's one thing I thought was curious. It's like what w- w- was interesting for me, they said when the world um, will frame things as people are confused just because they're exploring something. Like when we're exploring something new doesn't mean we're confused. It just means we're exploring something. And if we, you know, like a scientist isn't confused when they're exploring a new theory, they're just trying a new theory. I'm not confused when I'm using affirmations I'm just exploring a new way of thinking, and so it's just creating a space. And I mean, taking it all back to the show, just let there be fun. Let ourselves off the hook. Let the exploration and the wondering of who we can be be a fun thing, and see what happens. And um,
0: well, because the problem is, there's the problem is resisting what mm-hmm. each side, mm-hmm. including me, when I hear things in the news, of course. It's each side of ourselves, not just each side of mm-hmm. political. This both sides exist within ourselves, and that's what we get upset with. We yes. become conflicted, but it's it's resisting what we think is the worst. Mm-hmm. With resisting what we think is the worst amplifies what we think is the worst. Yes, yes. So that thing, whatever it is. On either side, yes, becomes so big in our imaginations that it seems so real and makes us so upset and so afraid that we resist even more. That's right. That's right. But if I would just stop resisting what I heard might be, you know, which is usually. Pan running ahead in the news, shaking the bushes, you know, where the word panic came from, and, uh, you know, frightening me and laughing, I go, okay, let me, Daryl, you don't need to be thinking about this right now in this way. Right. Instead, let's look at something that's a little bit more positive. And And here's the thing. If you're really sincere about this and watch yourself, you have to admit The odd peculiar part of it all is it seems so much more addictive to press another video that you know it's going to stir up the poo inside you instead of one boring spiritual talk that will actually make you feel better. It's the craziest thing, but it's the way we've been conditioned. But here's the thing. This way of living... This spiritual way of living, when they say it's not for the faint of heart, it means because it really takes discipline. And remember, discipline comes from disciple, the origin of the word, which means it takes discipline to turn, to let my will release, you know, what it wants to chew on that isn't good for my mind and spirit. And turn it towards what is good for me, which is a loving, optimistic, creative, yes, you know, video or book or project. And I'll tell you though, every time I do that, I'm like, thank you, God, I feel great. Yeah, I'm so glad I watched that, like something I watched last night instead of another murder mystery, right? And then Likewise, whenever I watch the murder mystery, or ooh, look, Bill Maher's upset at something. Yeah. You know, whenever I watch one of those, do I feel better? No, maybe a fake little self righteous feel better, but that's not a feel better. Right. That's a short lived, terrible high, and it leaves a bad emotional hangover. Yeah. So we're all doing, I mean, if we're, Daryl, Ed, we're all doing our best to keep. Turning towards the light. You know, this is what Jesus was all about. Yes. He would have
1: dinner with anyone who was willing to welcome them. He would go sit
0: the the prostitute at the well, the tax collector. Like Yeah, the worst some of the like the tax collector that he took in was the similar to all the people that hate Trump. You gotta put this in current perspective. Right. And he's hanging out with all the people that hate Trump. But he says, Trump, come on. You can come with us. What are you doing in that tree? Yeah, Because right. remember, someone goes, you he's bringing a tax. He's bringing that guy. That guy's a real jerk. Right. But it doesn't work. You can't keep resisting and hating. Same thing with the prostitute. Like, yes. It's the other
1: side of the spectrum. Yes. Who maybe the tax collector... Would I be yes. judging, yes and he's sitting with that person, <laughs> yeah, and so like the litmus test is, who am I unwilling to even imagine myself having fun around, yeah, because you know what I'm saying, like we get that way, like if I'm a feeling. Trumpy, this day I, I won't let. It want to have fun around the Biden people? If I'm having Bideny day, I don't want to. I can't even imagine myself laughing along with a Trump, whatever it is. But and it and it goes beyond just that. But who am I unwilling to even imagine myself having fun around?
0: Well, you know what's crazy? I got a true story. During the Cold War in 1980, the begin the end of 85, the beginning of 86. When I, when I was in the Coast Guard, we, the, I was on a mission where we patrol the Bering Sea. And we're patrolling mainly at that time because of Soviet uh, spy vessels right. disguised as fishing ships. So we would get permission to board the Coast Guard because at that time... We were underneath the Department of Transportation. So we weren't under the Department of um, Defense. So we're not a combative agency of the United States. We're a maritime policing agency, right? So it's not an act of aggression for us to board a fishing ship because that was our job. If it's in international waters, the Coast Guard and Board, to make sure you weren't overfishing or fishing endangered species. Okay. So we get permission to board these ships. Now, we go on these ships, and we're not going on these ships unarmed. I mean, (laughs) so we have sidearms with, uh, you know, handguns and um, uh, M-16s. And you get on the ship, which is a task in itself from a little rubber raft, and we get up there, and you're like, the first time, it's like, oh, God, what are we getting ourselves into? But once we got on, you know, all the Russians, whether it was a spy vessel disguised as a fishing vessel or a f- fishing vessel, whatever, everyone's got weapons. But they're all your same age, so it's all like 18- and 20-year-old men, and women, just like you. Right. But what happens is by the end of the the boarding which always went fine you know it always went fine we never discovered anything we had our suspicions or whatever but uh we were like trading cigarettes you know one guy with the soviets yeah one guy's going oh madonna madonna we're like no that's michael jackson oh okay you know like stuff like this you know and it was like it's like it starts disarming you when it's no longer, you don't see them. and are yeah, they're, they're just people. Right? When they're 100 yards away right. and you're shooting at things right. in the bushes as opposed to, wait a minute. It makes you think twice about, it made it easier for me to do that prayer later on.
1: That's awesome, man.
0: You know, when that was introduced.
1: All right. Well, shout out to everyone who's been contributing through Patreon, coming to the Tuesday Patreon Talks, watching the recording. Susan Sly has been loving it. Thanks, guys. Let's see that. Let's see the things we consider to be luxuries as investments in ourselves. That's a way to have fun, right? Seeing the things that yes. we think of as luxuries for ourselves, but when we when we actually step out boldly and give ourselves those gifts, it's an investment in ourselves, and then we pass that on to others. Yes, people. so that's a good one, Susan. She also loved your Les Mis song.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, Who Am I by Jean Valjean?
1: Send us anything you want. The funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. People love the last episode. Grace Deathridge was um, catching up on some shows, and um, she said, She said, Where is she? Did you here? Eh, whatever. She loved the show. Good. Sorry, Grace. I can't find your comment. I don't want to take too much time doing it, but thank you for ch- tuning in. Krista McAvina, we were blessing this. Um, staff development, thats pro, uh, what do they call that, professional development thing she had to go to. And, you know, she was dreading this, like, work-style meeting. Right, which it could be. Yeah, yeah, And she said, I meant to tell you how the professional development went. It was not drudgery. Fun, almost. Perfect wow. for the show. And get this, I met another teacher who was a military kid and Filipino. She said, you know, I went to three years of high school there. And even though her dad was Navy, she spent much of her childhood in the, in the town next to where I did. Her parents live 15 minutes from mine in Belleville, Illinois.
0: Wow, that's so many coincidences.
1: Also, we chatted about the challenges of finding the right spiritual community. Crazy. Sometimes those PDs are torture. Hope you guys have a great day. That was me. I was blessing the, the, the training I was in at the end of the day. No matter what it's about, those things can be drudgery. So I was just filling my head with fun, uplifting thoughts so I didn't get sucked down into it. And I ended up sharing some inspired stuff. I even inspired... At that meeting, the, at the end of Rainbow Day, I shared, I said, I was taught judge not for they know not what they do. And like, judge, don't, you know, forgive them for they know not what they yeah. do. I shared that in a public school and everyone nodded and loved it. It was like, you, you bless, bless, bless. And it's Well, you amazing. know why?
0: Because you came from your confident, true self instead yes. of the holding back, What you know, The fear of other people's opinion didn't get in the way of you expressing spirit freely. Mm. And of course, it's accepted when it's expressed confidently because you're not saying anything derogatory.
1: Also, it's principle and it's written on every one person's heart. Yes. And when we actually deliver it because we've been applying it and we actually understand what we're saying, other people can't help but nod their head.
0: Yeah, because it's already true within them. They know that's true what you said.
1: Mr Kirk says do not compa- Kirkie says do not compare yourself to this bird <laughs> no to the bird to the bird do not compare yourself to the bird and that's a postcard it says it is only when i compare my lot in life with that of others that the destructive emotion of self pity is allowed to engulf me nothing has the power to hurt my feelings and stir up unwholesomeness unwholesome emotions in me unless i allow it that is so true Stay on the high road, let there be fun. Coming up next, the magnificent Marty Thurman expands our fun zone. With today's reading, there are no obstacles. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studios.
2: We now return to the funniest thing here are your hosts daryl and ed the best looking guys on the radio
1: welcome back to funniest thing with daryl and ed today's show is called let there be fun with the great marty thurman how are you doing today marty
3: i'm doing great thank you
1: yes you are welcome you are welcome um thanks for hanging out and waiting in the wings to come in and share some truth. Um, you have anything off the bat you want to share after having listened to the beginning of the show and knowing what the show is about?
3: Well, um, there was some taught uh, unity and the history of unity and wartime. And it, it made me show off one of my treasured um, archives. So when the war broke out in War one Unity wanted the soldiers uh, something to remember the truth by. And they published these little books that would fit into their soldiers' pockets. And they were waterproof, and they were made out khaki to match the uniform. And these were given out to the Whoa. soldiers. This one here was dated 1918 and is signed by Charles Fillmore.
0: Whoa. And the title is, And what's the title? Can you read it for our listeners?
3: So this is, Charles signed it, and he says, The Lord bless you and keep you, Charles Fillmore, May 16th, 1918. Wow. And this was the name of the book.
0: A Truth Student with the Soldiers.
3: And then the author was uh, Huntley. So I thought
0: you might be interested in seeing that being a fellow. Uh, yes,
3: I'm jealous. I wish we could. Got-
0: to- yes, that is awesome. Can you believe that? Wow. They made yeah. those. Do you know what's that the expense to send those out? What year was that? 1918. That's like wow. in the thick of it. Of the World right War in I. in the
3: middle of the
0: World War I. Yeah. The Spanish flu. Yeah, and the Spanish flu so
1: epidemic. So that was really Yeah, well, you know, like, you know, the comedian Rich, Ricky Gervais, yeah. he often says, like, oh, if there's a God, where was he? Well, he was in the pockets of all those soldiers. You just didn't know it. Because Unity didn't make a big deal of it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about this fun thing that you've got going on. Uh, you know, Eric Butterworth had an acronym for SIN. He said that was self-induced nonsense. And I think with FUN, my acronym would be frivolous, unbridled, and necessary. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 And I love the necessary part because it can seem, and it's often, especially in public schools, it's taught as unnecessary, almost <laughs> Wrong, not yeah. You know, like, I but it's the only way.
0: And the irony is, the only way we learn is through fun and exploration right. and curiosity. That's
1: right. That's right. That's where our true self really yes. has room to express.
3: With that in mind, I will put my spectacles on and read our reading for the day.
1: Yes, great. <laughs> That's amazing.
3: Sometimes we unconsciously allow ourselves to become so engrossed in the outer aspects of a situation that we begin to think in terms of the problem rather than in terms of the answer. It is then that we need to shift the focus of our attention. We need to give our attention to the power of God to manifest our good rather than to the apparent obstacle in our path. There are no obstacles to the working of spirit. The all-encompassing love of spirit sees only good and wills only good for all its children. The unsearchable wisdom of God sees the end from the beginning, sees the end from the beginning. For in spirit, all things are accomplished now. The unshakable power of God ever works in the seen and in the unseen to manifest that which is true. In this realization, you should declare often, I do not believe in obstacles. I believe in God. I withdraw the power of my attention from the outer. I trust the rest in the spirit of God within. And my good is quickly brought into manifestation. There are no obstacles in spirit. Amen. Mm
1: -hmm. For those at home, we've had to switch from the Zoom to the phone. So we're still finding the rhythm of of, (laughs) of what's going on. But that was a powerful reading because everything, it really flips the way many of us have been taught to approach life, right? Which is there's a real problem and we got to solve it. We panic about it. We get serious about it. We... Worry until it passes. This is saying, really, for me, what 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 I'm taking is um, like like the line in spirit. All things are accomplished now. This goes along with what we we're talking about with unexpected blessings, like whether we expect them or not. The good is already there. So I have to shift myself out of the concern. This is what like Butterworth talked about. That get rid of like address the concern part first and. Realize the concern is me thinking I got to do it all on my own or me looking only through my five senses and not realizing that in God, all the solutions are already there. So it's just, I have to continually evolve my own consciousness around. I have to let go and renew my own mind to see what God has already done in that situation. Let go of the thinking there's a problem at all and, and look for the solution, which is always something new.
0: Yeah, because it's the feeling of concern that is keeping me stuck and stagnant and fearful. Once I can anesthetize the concern, and that's the problem why people drink and use drugs because it's an artificial way. to. It's not solving the problem, but it's an attempt to make the problem go away by anesthetizing the feeling of concern. But because it's an artificial remedy, I'm not treating the concern in my consciousness. I'm just pretending it's not there temporarily. I'm ignoring it. But knowing that that type of way of looking at it makes it easy for me to treat the concern, meaning, wait a minute, if, if I could just... Temporarily treat the concern with alcohol. And I'm just saying this is just a metaphor for the ability to pray this way. Well, I know what that would feel like. We all know what it feels like to have a couple drinks and forget about our problems. And the problems we're forgetting is really just our concern about situations in our life. But then when we sober up, it's like, you know, then we got to deal with them. However, Imagine, if you will, like Kathy Norman says, that now we're going to anesthetize the concern with God's love. Get the same feeling that we know we enjoy when we anesthetize the concern with alcohol, only now we're anesthetizing with the power of God within us with love. And the fear and concern diminishes through this method we're also allowing God's power now, because I'm not just keeping the block there, but drinking or anesthetizing my conscious, my conscious critical mind. No, without the alcohol and using the application of imagining God's will, anesthetizing a concern. I am leaving the channel open now for God's love to flow through me. And work in my affairs where I believed or it seemed to be an obstacle or problem. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, folks, when I do this, it works every time. Yeah. It works every time with things even out of my control, with like in other people's lives, with Lori. If she has something going at the doctor that seems very fearful. And I start to think, well, it's my duty as a husband to feel concerned because that means I love her. No, it's my duty to anesthetize the concern with God's love and, or another way of saying is, let go and let God work in my affairs. But sometimes just saying that, we've heard it so much, doesn't have the power in my mind to comment. If it does, fine, I don't need to go any further. Let go and let God work in my affairs. Healing, restoring, making Lori's way easy at the doctor's appointment, and the thing working out miraculously. And when I start, and here's the key, I know it's working when my joy starts rising within me, where my which is my faith that it's working. Now that doesn't really happen when we're trying to anesthetize the concern with booze. The only thing is, the high is just temporarily being blacked out to the fact that there's a problem, (laughs) you know, not totally blacked out to what's going on, but it anesthetized that. But it's not, the joy is not now a true sense of joy that God is working in my affairs. And it's that belief that God is working in my affairs that makes it happen. Right, that's right. And it is so reassuring because all these books tell us thy kingdom come, including the Bible, on earth as it is in heaven. And the kingdom is within. And now our imagination, our circumstances will always reflect. The earth, the man which means manifestation, will always reflect the kingdom within. And when we start applying this and living this way, thy kingdom come is done on earth. And we're like, holy cow, this stuff really works? Well then I'm yeah. I'm in. Now that doesn't mean a new fear isn't gonna bring Daryl concerned because it will. And I'll be terrified and I'll go, ah. But the good news is I have enough experience knowing that whatever it takes, like I said, this isn't for the weak of heart, to discipline myself back to applying these ideas on my mind to where I could treat the concern and elevate the enthusiasm or faith that God is working in my affairs. As long as I back off the concern, God is working. My own limitations don't matter because when I let go, it's God who goes to work, not me. I'll do it. I will do it. I'll go to any lengths to get my mind right because I can't stay in that other place. Yeah, yeah, and it's –
1: I mean, I will take it to the next step is it's its fun. God's will is already – Oh, through, yes. Because yeah, that's what uh, – I'm in and amongst all the booze talk because the booze – There's a moment where you are experiencing a very healthy sense of relief. Because the problem was, the problem, I think, too, is not just that the problem comes back. It's just that our belief in the problem comes back. Our mind, the mind that is now sleeping for a little while comes back, right? And starts believing there's a problem again, starts fighting with people, starts relieving our own own, own worthiness. And this is where I think that the forgiveness piece comes in because it's, No matter what we're doing to kill the – it's like the judgment's not going to help, right? Because there's – you're doing something that is actually leading you towards something that's like where you want to go. But we're saying there's a way to do it that is lasting and it builds. Well, that's effective. That's effective. Truly effective.
0: Because the booze is not effective. Well, for a moment, it starts to be and then the door closes again, right? It's
1: like weed. Or psychedelics? Yes, yes. What you're seeing for a moment is that heaven on earth, there's no concerns, Well, it's right? a glimpse. Yes, yeah, you get the glimpse. glimpse. But I'm saying like, like that's where the judgment needs to be lifted. Who the hell doesn't want to get a glimpse? There's people who aren't yes. drinking and are not sober in their thinking because they're being dominated by fear, doubt, and worry. And the key to all of this is realizing heaven on earth, it's already here. This stuff is fun and exciting and far more fun and exciting than having to come down from some chemical and... Clean yeah. things up and feel terrible well, inside. And, and
0: but and then not solving the problem. The, the power of God can't solve the problem. Well, the I, and, and the also problem is, never got solved for me drinking, which is the mind. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But, but I mean, the, even in Lori's life, I agree, it would get worse if I wasn't able to pray and if I was just drinking, so I didn't have to feel yeah, yeah. afraid for her health. Right, right. This is effective power that yes. transforms.
2: Okay. But here's the, really thing. T- but the, here's prim- the thing. Yeah, here's yeah. the
0: thing. Here's the thing. Booze may li- booze may help us endure life, but applying these principles <laughs> yes. transform Agreed. life. Agreed. Well, all I'm saying about it is, there's the if you're holding
1: judgment, let it go. You weren't totally wrong for looking for a way oh, no. out. No, no one's but, saying
0: don't try it.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah. You
0: might like it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm not even saying that. Try it, yo. Try it. But all what I'm saying, it? what's that? Don't turn anything. Like, release judgment. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm adding to what you're saying, not taking away from what you're saying. It's because it's our mind that comes back to haunt us. If yes. we don't change our mind, no matter what we're doing to temporarily change it, no matter how powerful that chemical blew your head off, people go to. I mean, your mind. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca or whatever. It's if you can, if you don't daily transform it through practical means. You're gonna to have to keep going back to something. Yes, and
0: and it, the best part of yeah. this is, it's a magical way to renew your mind yes. because all I have to do is believe and yeah. and affirm for myself, God is renewing my mind. Yes, that's the it's the, yes. it my own trying to change my mind doesn't do it. This is the exciting part. Yeah. I'm relying on a power yes. of love. That will renew my mind to a healthier state. That will renew my situation. Mm -hmm. Because the healthier state is God's will. That's right. The fun, loving, joyful, healthy, prosperous state is God's will for us, not the suffering. That's right. And it's so much more real. It's and it's so much more present
1: than the, the 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 suffering we're perceiving, the the struggles we're perceiving. Like even when we are when we affirmatively pray for others it helps open the door and allow them to access their healing even more. Because how like when Daryl texts something like, I can't wait to hear the good news to something that in my mind wasn't even a, maybe there's no doctor or there's no no other voice even allowing that to be an option. That's why these principles are so amazing. Wow, I have an option to claim good news in a situation where a lot of other people were telling me I can't even imagine it. Jeremy Fry was all about that.
0: Yes. I remembered the commercial. It was for Alka-Seltzer. The guy has a terrible, needs his Alka-Seltzer. Why? I shouldn't have listened to your brother. You know, he's telling his wife, Uh, try it. You'll like it. Now look. Right. (laughs) Try it. You'll like it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Marty Thurman, what do you think about that reading you just read to us, the no obstacles approach to living?
3: I think it's much easier said than believed. I think, for whatever reason, our humanness makes it easy for us to believe the outer yep. world and what we see on TV or what we're told, versus living from the inside out. And that's what this is about: is is remembering that when you are in truth, you have no obstacles because spirit yes. only wants only the very best for you.
1: Yes. yes.
3: For whatever reason, yes. we have the hardest time really believing that and holding on to that. Yes. Yeah. And, um, oops, somehow I lost it just now. Well, we still hear you. So yeah, don't we worry. can hear you.
0: Wow, that's weird. Well, we can hear you loud and clear. That's the main thing.
3: No, it's just, um, you know, I think, in our humanness we are challenged to um to just believe the truth and declare it and know it and yes. and uh, let go of this outer chaos yes and really just connect to the peace that is the truth
1: yes yep yeah cuz even with me, even with a morning routine oh yeah i come back down into a mind that believes that I have these big problems that I, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and then I have to treat my mind again. But the morning routine, the more we keep going back to spirit and just glimpsing the reality, the more glimpses we get of the reality of our own worthiness and our divinity and the recognition that, oh, the only problems I had was I was generating this problem that I thought I had. It's not a, not really even a problem at all and keep turning it over and keep going back, the more, like it just takes practice of re-exposing my consciousness to this divine self. And uh, well, all the while, if we just do it for, if I just do it a little bit each day, the results are just phenomenal. The results, uh, and then if I take the time at the end of the day to really reflect on how much better my day went, cause I could have the most amazing day, but if that worrisome voice is present, it'll discredit everything God did that day, right? That's why I love this method of writing down a letter, thanking my God partner, because I love taking God as my business partner and something about writing that down. Dear God, business partner, thank you for doing this. It's like a fun way, again, fun, fun, creative way to keep bringing it back to to the reality, like you're saying, this truth. It actually is the truth that Everything I need and desire along the way is being provided. It's just, am I receptive to it when it arrives? Am I open to it when it arrives? Am I do? Is my faith high so that I celebrate my good when it happens, or do I just write it off and keep going back to that like worrisome scarcity-based thinking? You know, like this well, really uh, is a transformation. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Eric Butterworth talks about that there are no miracles, and yeah. the first time I read that, I had. A little problem with that because I had experienced what I consider to be miracles in my own life. Yes. But what he was saying was what we perceive as miracles is really just run of the mill, day to day spirit. Yes. We don't, we're so disconnected most of the time from spirit and from what spirit wants for us that the few times that we open ourselves and let Let it
0: happen, we consider it to be a miracle. Yes. 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 That's right. Because it's the natural outpicturing of the law. It's a law. Yes. And as I believe, it's done unto me. And then when it happens, I'm like, holy cow, can you believe this? And of course, Jesus or any master would say, yeah, of course I believe it because you were believing it for yourself and now it's come to pass. I know, but isn't it a miracle? And then he just walks away, going, Oh boy, when's this guy gonna get it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes.
1: That's amazing. Yes. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, and at Fillmore, Charles like I, I, I know the reading in Celebrate Yourself where um Butterworth is talking about how Fillmore used to say that and people used to, you know, take be taken aback by it as well. Charles Fillmore. <laughs> It's, uh, that's what's so, this is like, we're, we're like taking baby steps into just recognizing oh. what's actually already going on. It's so crazy. You know, like, like you just said this, oh, wow. I was provided a substitute teacher today out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah, that's what, like someone pointed this out on a call of the zoom call for Nancy Norman's, um, uh, prosperity, Infinite prosperity, on, yeah, Infinite talk. prosperity talk the other night. Uh, because i was sharing these miracles that had happened on if you go to unity dot org you can participate on thursdays but um she she heard me share some things that had gone my way at school and at the end she was saying like oh, i was listening to ed talk and i was realizing how little we ask of god like and how much more god is always giving to us and so yeah it's funny how we got to take but it's it's part of the practice of opening up more and more and having more and more fun and just laughing at the absurdity of all so much of even so much of what my head is filled with is just complete crap. I mean, that goes for every human being on this planet. Most of it is just garbage, man. It's just, (laughs) we think we have these theories about what's going on. I think I have theories and I was telling restor retelling stories that happened to me and it's just garbage on the way out. And there's a miracle called life that's happening around me all the time. And it takes being like a child full of wonder and awe to meet it and see it and participate in it. And um, yeah, the rest of it's just like rehatching, rehashing, like Alan Cohen in today's reading called it just reliving like Groundhog Day. Like he said, we we can drag our truth. We can drag our past back into the future and everything into the now and everything's going to. Reflect it back to us. But, and and I would add to that, our consciousness will want to do that for us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I don't say, I'm going to bring my past and my future into my now, but my consciousness
0: re-shows
1: me memories and stuff. And when I read Cohen today, I said, yeah, what am I going to do today? I got to sing a brand new song. I got to laugh at myself for believing that this stuff is real, that I have to relive this. We don't have to relive anything. We don't have to undo the past in any way. We just got to get into the now and celebrate it. And that takes a light heart and
0: having fun. Well, that's why I love an Emmett Fox reading called Regarding Seeing God on the Road Ahead. We must always regard the future as fun and something new to look forward to, not as something dangerous. And the, the reason it's hard in psychiatry, they... The theory is the subconscious knows only two things, the knowns and the unknowns. And what is known always is safe to our subconscious. This is psychiatric theory. And what is unknown is dangerous. So that's why the mind tends to keep coming back. That's why it was so hard to quit cigarettes. I knew it was no longer good for me, Mm -hmm. but it was hard to let go of. Because my subconscious mind was familiar with it, so it regarded it as safe and it regarded the new life of not having it as unsafe, as absurd as that is. But by using these, these truths, my subconscious mind is transformed, you know, and I was able to give it up rather easily. Um, this just goes along with what Marty brought up and what you were saying. Uh, About how our mind keeps repeating these old negative stories and how advantageous it is, as silly as you may think these ideas are, to affirm positively for us. Like coming to remind us that God is always on the road ahead and the new is always better and it's safe and it's more prosperous than the past and the familiar. And this is from a book called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. It's a great one to have in your library by Catherine Ponder. It's a little thick for Daryl and Ed, but let me tell you, this is one of those ones you could flip to any page and you'll get medicine. So uh, this is on page 104 if you have the book. Uh, Affirmations produce satisfying results. I've never known a person who conscientiously follow the method of daily affirmation and command for even a short time without producing satisfying results in his life. Nor have I ever known a student to really succeed if he omitted the daily use of verbal and silent declarations of command. Often, I've met students who could tell me all about the theory of successful living, but they were demonstrating little of it. Upon questioning them, I invariably found that they did not use the law of command. Here's the reason why. Many of them thought it was beneath their dignity to stay to say definite prosperous statements and definite words of success for 15 minutes a day. I would even say some people think it's blasphemous or disrespectful to affirm prosperity for ourselves. And here's the thing. Listen, <laughs> They thought that was beneath their dignity, although they did not find it beneath their dignity to speak definite words of hard times, mm-hmm. lack and financial difficulty the rest mm-hmm. of the day. Nor mm-hmm. did they find it beneath their dignity to mm-hmm. live in indebtedness and financial embarrassment. You can take your choice and follow the high road or the low road of life. The law of prosperous command Which is just affirming God's will for us leads you to the high road, the royal road of success. And Ernest Holmes says fear leads to failure, faith leads to success. It's just that simple. And fear could be defined as morbid expectation leads to failure, and faith. Joyful expectation of good and God's on the road ahead leads to success. It's just that simple. So we just need to keep encouraging ourselves and each other to apply these beliefs because you're going to get the results.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Either way, you'll get the results.
3: Right.
1: That's right. Marty, what are you enjoying reading these days in the in the, the metaphysical category or new thought or unity? What have you been enjoying? I'm
3: teaching a class uh, from Eric Butterworth's book, In the Flow of Life, which I absolutely love. So that's uh, what I'm enjoying right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Where are you teaching? Is that an online or is that at the, uh, which church are you at? So our it's listeners.
3: Our uh, community. I, I do classes online as well, but uh, this particular class, is at our community in uh, St. Louis. Uh, our church is Unity of St. Louis South, and uh, we're in St. Louis, Missouri.
1: Nice, oh, brilliant, brilliant. In the flow, that's a, that's like a short essay kind of book. I think
3: correct. You know, he kind of just highlights a lot of the top top metaphysical thoughts. You know, he talks about uh, prosperity and living from the within. In, out, instead of without, in. Right. He he talks about growing old. He talks about um, giving and receiving and uh, how to get along with people. That's one of my favorite chapters. It's called The Art of Getting Along. Yes. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of where my head's at. I'm enjoying, I'm teaching a class in the morning on Tuesdays, and then I'm also teaching another class in the evening uh, right. on Tuesday evening so that people that are working have an opportunity and people who don't want to drive at night have an opportunity. So lovely, it's been more fun.
1: And are you, um, finding shifting happening in yourself as you teach, uh, from that book?
3: Oh yes. Major reminders. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about teaching is you really, you learn as much or more than the students because you're, you're going through it yourself. And, and, yeah. uh, I've read this book probably eight times, and every time I go through it, I find something else that I didn't see before, which I find interesting.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh, hundred percent. We do that well, every yeah. week. Well, that's good news. Someone said that's proof that that proves that you're growing in consciousness because I'm the same way. I read these books. Mm-hmm. I've read these books like especially these the Emmett Fox morning reader. I've read that thing. I don't even know how many, many, many yeah. times over 36 years of being intro- 37 years of being introduced to it and every time I read it I get a different high from it because it was brought to my attention that's good news because if these readings get old and stale it means you're you're not growing you're old and stale yeah. but if yeah. these readings seem like oh my god I didn't know this was in there that means you're remaining youthful and you're growing yeah I like that. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, I want to say one more thing, because I feel like whatever else, what I was trying to say, what I was saying regarding, okay, when you're talking about the alcohol thing. I was just thinking about, um, and I think that if I say it clearly, you'll know, that, uh, this is what I was meaning to say, is if, you're st- if, if anyone out there is stuck in something that you keep doing again, part of... The way that will help you get out of it too is whatever the part of you that's, you probably have excess remorse and bad feelings about doing that thing afterward. And it's about being loving with that part of you as well and forgiving yourself and going like I tell, I have to tell myself, look, dude, I hear you. I know what you really want, you know, like, and what you want is not bad. And I'm going to be like, Daryl says, the loving leader. And I'm going to go, I I know the real thing and I'm going to help you get to the, and this is me talking to myself. I mean, because... I grew up in such like a guilt and judgment ridden thing. And so I would do the thing and then I'd feel so bad about it. And that was the other thing that would lock me into doing it again. So because I didn't have a loving voice that would just sit down with me and help me understand who I was and what I was going for. You know what I'm saying? So um, anyone out there, one part is, you know, you want to keep choosing healthy things. But if you choose something that wasn't a healthy, the other part is forgiving yourself and loving yourself and being loving to the part of yourself that was looking for something that wasn't even necessarily bad, you know, and forgiving yourself for that part of it as well. Because we got to reclaim our wholeness in all of this and reclaim every part of ourselves. Because for me, the part of myself that was running around and doing all this type of stuff is also a valuable part of me. It's a creative and necessary part. And I'm just speaking from a part of myself that used to be so quick to cut and judge parts of myself and Send them run, you know, like push them off because that's kind of the way I was kind of raised. But man, it's like my friend, our friend Robert Lee Shock's been telling me, you got to be the front man of your own band again, man. And the front man <laughs> of my own band was the same guy that was doing some crazy stuff in the past. So now there's a newer, healthier version of the front man in me. And Daryl's been encouraging me to do music. He's coming back and he's, you know. Um, I'm welcoming him back and we're going, dude, dust off whatever you thought you did wrong before and get back in the game. You know, it's time to uh, live fully and celebrate and have fun because some people take this spiritual stuff too serious. They don't know it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to lead toward greater laughter, greater joy, greater self-expression, greater creativity, all the greatness that we, we may have looked for and the freedom we may have looked for through unhealthy means in the past. This is the stuff that will get us there. We're already there. Yes. And we can do it. There's no come down. There's no hangover. There's just more good. Success breeds success. Joy breeds joy. One friend leads to another friend. One connection leads. It's all, it's a beautiful process. And uh, we wouldn't know Marty Thurman if it wasn't for us living this way. So thank you for coming on, Marty. Yes.
3: Yes, you're very welcome. I apologize for the challenges we've had today with the cameras and all of that. But I, I know that our hearts are, connected and i hope that this week we will have a lot of frivolous and unbridled and necessary fun
1: yes no doubt about it you've set us up for that we have a little story for you um <laughs> i found this in All so all
0: right so good so man was and marty marty's folks that sent us this yes
1: the, or is it the local paper we dug up in the archives okay. but so it I'll says long before yes okay. long before dumpster diving with Daryl and Ed at Unity Village, Marty was already known as a bit of a troublemaker. One day she was playing pirates alone in her front yard when a friendly neighborhood man decided to talk to Marty so she wouldn't feel so lonely.
0: The man said, I love your pirate hat, love your eye patch and your parrot, but where are your buccaneers? Marty smiled and replied, They're under my bucking hat, pal. <laughs> 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 I, oh my God. Mar- marty gave him a real pirate salute there wow
1: yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> all but, right well on that note we may as well do it like the doobie brothers used well, to
0: you're a big mark Knopfler fan i think it was mike oh, oh. what's his name michael mccain, McCain no and what michael was his McDonald's. mcdonald's schoonover
1: yeah shout out to michael schoonover oh he's
0: responsible for the reading today there are no obstacles by the way folks that is from an august 18th 1963 can we mention yeah daily Uh, word no you better not it's anonymous anonymous. anonymous. oh god God. you're telling me the things you're gonna gonna do for me me. i was was blind blind, but now now i'm loving loving what i think i I see taking it to the streets. streets Yeah. Taking it, it to, to the, the streets. Oh baby. Taking it really to the streets. Visit street. DarylNed.com. <laughs> Marty McDermott. To find easy links Marty to everything Thurman, we do. Yeah. Taking it to the streets. Why did you call her
1: Marty
3: McDermott?
0: Oh God,
1: you're telling me the things you're gonna do for me. I was blind, but now I'm loving what I think I see. Taking it to the streets. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah we're taking, taking it, it to the streets! streets. Woo! Let oh, there be wrong. fun!
2: Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better than expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. $500.
0: $500. Uh, really? See, $200 for you. $100 for
1: you. What the hell? <laughs> $100. $100
0: for you. $100 anyway, for you. are sure, you serious? Sure. Yeah. Ah. I'll give you $100. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you so much. When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.